This is the MS Show, the podcast for people with multiple sclerosis and their families who want information and inspiration. I'm Bron Webster. I've been living with MS for over 20 years. I'll be sharing with you tips, stories and ways to keep going with MS. If you want to know more about MS, multiple sclerosis, then today's episode is just for you. We'll be looking at what it is, what causes it, the different types that might be diagnosed and what can lie ahead for a person with MS. Our London Underground's tube system might just have to feature in this episode. In terms of what is MS, well, I'll try and explain it in layman's terms. I'm not a medic, so I'm not going to attempt, but it's a disease that affects the brain and the spinal cord. These together are known as the central nervous system. MS is not an infectious disease, so it can't be passed on, but it is a lifelong disease that is not terminal. So being a disease that's lifelong, it's therefore classed as a chronic illness. You don't inherit MS, but there's a higher risk of family members going on and developing the disease. And there's an awful lot of work going on to investigate this genetic predisposition and familial connections. So currently it's not classed as anything that's inheritable. MS is classed as an autoimmune disease. And these types of disease usually have a trigger that's setting off the immune response. In the case of MS, that trigger's not yet been identified. It's thought that in these types of illnesses, the body's own immune system is attacking its own cells. I'll try to make sense of this by thinking about the nervous system as being similar to the London Underground Transport System. So if you imagine that the trains are the signals or instructions that are wanting to be transmitted around the body, then there's a tunnel that's surrounding the train. That's like a sheath that's going round the train. And then there are different destinations. Let's imagine in our case, the brain is trying to send an instruction to the left leg. In MS, the trains are still there. They do want to run, but the tunnel structure has got places in it where it's damaged. In the areas where there's a damaged tunnel, the trains might need to slow down a little bit, or they might need to find an alternative route, which can take longer, or they might need to stop altogether. So in practical terms, the left leg might move more slowly It might go in an entirely different direction to where you wanted it to go because it's going through a different signal around your body or your left leg might stop altogether. This happens in our bodies because our nerves are coated with a fatty substance called myelin and this fatty substance is surrounding all our nerves. With MS, the immune system is attacking this myelin in error. The myelin starts to break down. When it repairs, it leaves a scar. That scar 
And that breakdown and healing process might be what causes the tunnel to set itself up differently. The journey might need to be different going forward using different neural pathways or that train and that journey might actually be stopped altogether. Our immune system is attacking the myelin in error. The myelin breaks down and when it repairs, it leaves a scar. Now, the disease name multiple sclerosis means many scars. These scars appear on certain types of scans of the brain and the spinal cord. Um, but I do think that I need to share at this point an amusing incident when I was dictating this episode because I dictate a lot of the content um, and I do that because my brain doesn't remember things, my fingers don't necessarily work very well um, but when I was dictating it came up as stars instead of scars and it just made me laugh because I thought well great if I've got some stars in my brain um, that's a better analogy than having loads of scars. So I'm going to say it's multiple stars. Um, but uh, coming back to this train analogy, so this damage may or may not recover. The trains may or may not be able to find an alternative route. The alternative route may or may not work as efficiently. But you've probably seen people with multiple cirrhosis and you might have seen them with lots of different symptoms. They might be in a wheelchair, they might be struggling to walk. In actual fact, you might not see any symptoms at all because MS is often an invisible disease and it all depends where in the network the damage has arisen. No two people have exactly the same symptoms because everyone has damage from the immune attack in a different place or places. These are only tiny little scars that cause the problem. Um, but if you imagine it could happen anywhere on the spinal cord, it could be in any part of the brain on the outside edges, towards the centre of it. Um, and what it means is that symptom are, symptoms are so different from one person to the next, which make it a snowflake disease. Something that is often a big issue for people who have been diagnosed with multiple sclerosis or their families or work colleagues is understanding what's going to happen to this person with multiple sclerosis. And I think it's a common misconception that a person with MS is going to end up in a wheelchair. What if the immune system attacked the signals for the arms and not the legs? What if the immune system attacks the nerves that send sensory signals to the brain? What if the immune system ended up attacking the train tunnels or the myelin around areas in the brain that deal with vision or areas in the brain that deal with memory or energy, energy reserves? So it's really difficult to predict what is going to happen to somebody and they may well end up in a wheelchair, but they often won't. If you know somebody with MS, they might show no symptoms, but they might have a catheter because they're incontinent 
or actually because they've got reduced sensation, they want to wee, but they can't wee. Um, they might have something like prism lenses in their spectacles to help cure double vision, or they might be struggling hugely with fatigue. And there will be another podcast, if you look through the library, that covers MS fatigue. So we know that everybody with MS lives with different challenges. But as well as that, the medical profession have identified different types of multiple sclerosis. And what this means is when someone is diagnosed, they're typically identified as falling into one of the following three groups, either relapsing and remitting MS, which is the most common, secondary progressive MS, which tends to follow on from relapsing and remitting. And then the third category is primary progressive MS. I just want to cover relapsing and remitting MS. That's the category that around about 85% of people that are diagnosed with MS, they're initially placed into this category. This is when the MS suffers periods of attack and damage. And that's when there are symptoms there. And this is the called the flare phase or the relapse phase. It could last several days. It might last several weeks or several months. So with this relapse phase, the symptoms can't be predicted. And we know why that is, because we've already talked about it. The duration's unknown. The body may be able to recover fully or it might recover back to 90%, recover to 80% or less, and it might do this recovery without any medical intervention. But in some cases, steroids are prescribed to speed up the recovery. So we've got the relapse and then the recovery, and the recovery phase is when it moves into remission. So what this means is that with multiple sclerosis, relapsing and remitting, there's absolutely no way of knowing what tomorrow, next week, next year or the next decade might bring. Over time, lots of people find that their condition worsens after each relapse. Now, on average, there might only be one or two relapses every year. But as the damage builds up, then it can have an effect and it's thought that on average around about 19 years after being diagnosed with relapsing and remitting MS, the symptoms stop recovering and the remission doesn't really happen. At this point, the disease is becoming progressive and this is termed the secondary progressive version. This category and the word progressive, I think it's just so much harder to contemplate I think that is probably the phase I'm in, but personally, knowing that I'm in a secondary progressive phase is of absolutely no consequence to me. It's more a category that my neurologist and my MS team, they need to know where I am. I don't really know, need to know. Um, some people get diagnosed with secondary progressive before they've been through this rem relapsing, remitting phase. This might be because the symptoms were missed 
or the disease was diagnosed as a different condition. In secondary progressive, there's no defined picture of what the progression looks like. The person might still experience the odd relapse, but the overall level of disability shows a downward decline and there's no defined time period for this decline. So we've had relapsing and remitting, then we've had secondary progressive. The third category is called primary progressive multiple sclerosis. Between 10 and 15% of people who were diagnosed with MS are diagnosed with PPMS, primary progressive MS. And in this category, the speed of progression is unknown. And whilst there might be periods of better symptoms, the overall change is one of progressively worsening disability. Which takes us at this point to a very bleak picture for multiple sclerosis, doesn't it? But the pharmaceutical industry is working hard to find drugs. Um, and these drugs are being targeted for the different categories of multiple sclerosis. And they are going through processes of testing in laboratory, laboratories, testing on people, and then going through rigorous sign-offs. So it takes an awfully long time for a new drug to be identified, tested and signed off. And then we've got the drugs, disease-modifying drugs they're called, and genetics research is ongoing to try and identify what is the cause that's making the myelin sheath break down in the first place. So there's loads of research going on about the genetics and if they can find the cause, then there are potential remedies that they can also find. If you're worried that you might have multiple sclerosis or someone you know and love might have multiple sclerosis, listen out for the diagnosis episode and search for trusted online resources like the mstrust.org. Today we've looked at what is multiple sclerosis, what are the processes in the body and the different categories that might be diagnosed. With the help of the London Underground to explain what is myelin, you've got a greater understanding of this unique invisible snowflake disease. I hope if you or people you know have multiple sclerosis, that this episode has helped with understanding. Thanks so much for listening to today's MS show. Please subscribe, rate and review this podcast. And if you'd like to get more involved with the MS show, why not join our Facebook community? Just search Facebook for the MS show. Come back soon for another dose of MS information and inspiration. You've been listening to the MS show podcast.